Ranked the number 10 recruit in the 2022 class, according to Prep Volleyball, Carrie Keith helped lead the Marymount High School girls volleyball team to a perfect 35-0 record, state title, and a number one national ranking. In route to their historic finish, Marymount also finished first in the Nike Tournament of Champions Southwest, the Geico Women's Girls Volleyball Invitational, and the prestigious Durango Fall Classic Tournament, after which Keefe was named to the all-tournament team. In the summer of 2021, the Sunshine Volleyball Club team won the 17 Open Championship at the Girls Junior National Champs in Las Vegas, Nevada. After an exceptional performance all tournament long, Carrie was named to the 17 Open All-Tournament team. She also claimed gold at the 18s Open Division in Phoenix and was the 2022 USA Volleyball All-American Junior National All-Tournament team selection. One of 24 high school athletes from around the country selected to train with USA Volleyball U18 Girls National Team during the summer of 2022 in Anaheim, California. A cum laude nominee and recipient of the General Excellence Award at her high school, Carrie served on the student council for two years. It was my pleasure to have Carrie on the podcast. I've now known her family. I was doing the math for almost 10 years like nine to be exact, and gotten to know the family very, very well. And what it's very fun to hear her talk about on this episode about overcoming obstacles and her mindset and how she faces adversity and how self-talk becomes such a huge superpower for her. Please enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Raising Athletes podcast. I'm Kirsten Jones. I'm so excited to have a special guest on today. We're continuing on talking to athletes. So we've been doing the Raising Athlete podcast for four years, talking to coaches and authors and um, industry experts. But now we're kind of going deeper in talking to athletes themselves and hearing it from their perspective as to what they're going through and how they overcome obstacles. Um, so I'm so excited to have Carrie Keefe, who's a dear family friend on and a total baller in all regards. Um, Carrie, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor. I'm really, really excited to be a part of this. Oh yay! So Carrie was a top ten in the play in the, in the nation, number ten in the nation player in high school. But it didn't start out that way. And I would love to start with let's go back to we go all the way back to ten year old Carrie. And <laughs> when you were little, was this always a dream to be able to play in college, or at what point did volleyball even come on the radar? I know you had a few family members that were fairly involved in volleyball. But but was that always something that you knew you wanted to do? <clears throat> um, I'd obviously like watched my sisters kind of do it. They played for Marymount, they played for Sunshine, and then they went on to play for Stanford. And I thought that that was super cool. And I always looked up to them and I knew I wanted to play for Marymount. And I knew I wanted to play for Sunshine. Um, and I think I thought like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Like I'll see where it goes or like, yeah, sure. I can see myself one day playing in college, but as a 10 year old, I wasn't like super focused on that. I was just trying to make my 12 ones team and um, locked in just in that moment for the fun of it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And yeah, there was, there was a lot of growth there too, for sure, because I started real club, like joining a travel team for 12s and we played and we were good. And then the next year, um, Carrie Klein and my mom were like, maybe you should think about skipping 13s and going to 14s and playing up a year. 
And that was a scary jump for me, just because that team was super, super talented, super good. They'd been together for like three years before that. And they were kind of betting on me and they were like, we know like you work hard, like you have a lot of potential, like you're going to grow all this stuff. Like we think that this would be good for you to push yourself and to play with these older girls. And I remember being like, I don't know about this one. Like they're way better than me. Like this is so scary. It was a little out of my comfort zone. Um, But I did decide to do it and we made that jump to 14s. And I think that that was like the best thing that happened for me for my college career. So, so let's talk about that. So at your 12, when you started playing 14s, is that right? Yeah. How old were you? Yes. Okay. So socially and yeah, you're, you're at, you know, two years at that age is a huge difference, right? Getting, you know, these girls are doing things in middle school while you're still in sixth grade, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But you had Elliot with you? Seventh grade. Elia was with me, but she had been playing on that team with those girls. Like she had been playing for Sunshine since she was six and had been playing with those girls, like on the 11s teams, the 12s teams, the 13s team. And then this was going to be like her fourth year with them. Um, Okay. So I was like a little bit behind, a little bit new, but everyone was super nice. They were just like intimidatingly good. And like the team was known for being good. They had done really well their 12s year in the top division and like their 13s year. I think they got fifth place or third place in like open JOs. Um, Whoa. So they were good, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And did you ever feel pressure? Like obviously your mother was an all American and a hall of famer. Your dad was an all American and a hall of famer at Stanford. And then your sisters were amazing and played, you know, on three national championship teams. Did you feel the pressure and your brothers and a great basketball player, what messages were you receiving even subliminally about what the expectations were for you to play? Um, I think the pressure just, it like, it came from myself and just like wanting to be good and like wanting to play in college and like wanting to be the best. Um, and like, I knew I could have done whatever, but I was like, if I'm playing, I might as well try and be like as good as I can be. So I wouldn't say it was pressure really in a bad way. It was just like, you got to work, which was good. And it was good for me. Yeah. Um, And you found volleyball. Did you try anything else? I know your sisters played basketball. Did you play basketball too? I I was between volleyball and basketball. I played club basketball in eighth grade. Also had a really good club basketball team. And it was like, I was playing with Kaylee Klein, like one of my cousins, my like best friends. Like it was a really fun team. Um, but I kind of had to choose. And I was like, I like volleyball. Um, thank goodness for that, that one. <laughs> Yay. So let's fast yeah. forward to high school, you get to Marymount. And as a freshman, you make varsity, right? And yeah. you're not playing the position, you're left-handed, which is amazing, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I'm left-handed too, so we stick together. Um, but you're not playing the position because they don't need a, an oppo at that point. What do they need? They need a middle. <laughs> yeah. So yep. how did that go down? I hear this a ton from parents where they're like, "Yeah, and we're gonna go play club, and the club coach wants us to play right side, and then the you know then I then I have to go play libero for for the high school team, and and how do you adjust to giving a different assignment that you really had never played before? So Carrie Klein told me that I was going to be a middle like week one of preseason in August. I was just getting to a new school and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like 
I'm the youngest person on this team. I'm like kind of feel confident maybe as a right side. And now you're going to put me in a position that I've never played. Make me hit twos against like middles who are committed to Pepperdine and all these places, just like pounding ones. Like I was like, there's no way. So I was, you know, we, we worked through it and I was like, she was like, well, Carrie, like this is for the team. Like this was the team needs. You're going to do it for the team. It's like, you're right. So we worked into that role and learned a lot. Really helped me, really helped me with my blocking, my eye work. Um, helps me hit my twos. I like to come in even now as a right side and like bang it too. Um, so it definitely wasn't what I was expecting or what I would have thought that I wanted, but it definitely paid off and had its benefits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, and I think it was one thing I tell parents a lot where they get very set on what their child's job or role is, but it can change. And I mean, mine changed in college too. I became from a right side to a setter. So, but if you can adapt, then I feel like the more tools you have in your toolbox, the better chance you have to be on the floor, which is the goal, right? So yeah. you know, you're I, able I to change from a right side to a setter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually I was a middle that. in high school because I was the tallest, second tallest girl on the team. And then when I got to San Diego State, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're left-handed. You need to be on the right side. And then I hurt my shoulder because I was hitting so many balls. And so I started setting because it was, you know, it was like, okay, this doesn't hurt my shoulder to hit or to set. Um, and I was a good blocker. So it ended up being like this amazing shift. But I think yeah. feel now we get really focused at a young age on you're this role. And I feel like the best athletes play multiple sports, play multiple positions, and are kind of yeah. open to yeah, to the adjustment. Okay, so let's fast forward to when I started working with the team your senior year, and you're stacked. You got five All-Americans on that team. You're coach of the year, ultimately coach of the year. Um, but coming in, I remember, you know, when sitting down with you, you and Kelly Bellardi and, and Elliot Rubin and talking about what do you want this season to be? Like, how, what was your mindset going into your senior year? Um, I think we were excited and we had just won 17 JOs. So I think we kind of had just started to realize like, wow, we could like, do some big things. We had a super similar club team to high school team, which was also special with the addition of some younger people that brought a lot of talent, like Tori Stafford and Dior in the middle. Um, and so I think we knew that we wanted to win CIF and state, like that had been something Ali and I had wanted since we were freshmen and never really quite had happened for us yet. Um, but we also knew like, just crazy things happen and like as good and as confident as you like feel your team might be like you just you just never know and like things can take turns for the better for the worse so it's just like gotta prepare for both case scenarios so can you go back i know we're talking two years ago now almost but was there a match in that season that was like we where you you knew you were enough both personally and as a team like we're going to do this and nobody's going to get in our way or was it a build or you know what's your well, now that you have the the benefit of of some space from it how did it how did it play out for you um i think it was a build um i had to sit out the first i had to sit out for like 10 weeks that season because of, i had torn my meniscus that summer at um that July and they're like, you could have surgery or you could just sit out. 
and the surgery was either going to be like a three to four week recovery or a four to six month recovery and like they didn't know until they like went in and like the day of they're like inside my knee and then they decide which route they're going to take and so we're like well like let's just rehab it and sit out for 10 weeks so I did that for the first part of the season and then um I came back and it was fun to be back out there. It took some time, you know, a little bit of a, an adjustment. Um, but then I can't really remember specific games of the season. Um, but I, it, I think it was a build. I think you start to win little games and you're like, wow, okay, like we can do this. And you start to play more cohesively as a team because there was a lot of like new parts and like integral pieces that, um, we hadn't played with before. So it, it was exciting. So what did you do to prepare knowing you were sitting out and going to all those practices, but not being able to play, knowing you were a leader on that team? What were you doing off the court mentally, mindset wise to prepare yourself to return? Um, my mom is big on visualizing. I think she gets that from you. So I, you know, you <laughs> see yourself doing your blocking footwork and hitting wise I could sit in a chair and like hit against I could just stand on a box and snap balls at the team like I I went to every practice at 5 40 a.m um and sometimes I was in the gym hitting balls on boxes or shagging and other times I was with Genki like in the rehab room like doing my exercises all that stuff um but I think you can watch film and you can I'm a big visualizer um I also was really trying to work on my eye work. So I remember even if you're not playing, you can just try and like beat your eyes to where the ball's going. Like if you're just like watching the game of volleyball, like you can practice reading like, oh, where's the hitter going to hit? Even if you're not like one of the defenders who's on the court. Um, I remember doing that just because I was like anything. I can do anything. I was getting anxious. A lot of waiting. Do you remember your, your self-talk? What were you saying to yourself about during that time? Be patient. Be patient. You don't want to rush it. You want to be back, but you want to be back and good to go for the long season ahead and then the club season ahead and then four years after that. So um, I remember just trying to go easy on myself, patience, like it'll it'll come, it'll come. Um, and I remember being frustrated going back from being injured when you go to jump and like your serve just isn't quite the same as it once was or your contact when you're hitting just isn't quite what it used to be. And it's so frustrating because like you think of like, it used to feel like this, like, why am I here now? It's just, like a little disheartening, but it comes back. And I've learned that a lot. And that helps me when I ended up getting surgery, played that high school season, played that club season, and then had to get surgery on it after club season. And so when I was rehabbing at Duke and coming back after that club season it, that going through the 10 weeks sit out helped me realize like if I can come back after 10 weeks coming back after four months is just a little bit longer it might take a little bit more time but it'll come back and and what was there any gift in getting injured like is there any silver lining to injury a nice break for my body mentally and physically yeah. perhaps um it definitely yeah. helped my shoulder a little bit playing. yeah yeah you you play a lot um and it was a good break um the the 5am wake up is like 
a lot for me just because I think I require way more sleep than the normal person. And Mm -hmm. just something about not being or like not needing to be like awake, alert, ready to go warmed up at 5.40 a.m. and being able to just like kind of like roll out of bed five minutes later and like walk into practice and like, you know, still continue to rest as Genki like massages your knee. It was nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, and for teen, as we know about teenagers is they need, you know, really nine to 12 hours of sleep a night. And so, and, and your brain shifts. And so you're, you're, chemically not your program to go to bed later. So it's not as easy as just saying, okay, I'm going to get to bed at nine every night. Like it's still, mm-hmm. it's still hard to do that plus your homework and you've got, you know, classes and studying and everything else in life, by the way. Yeah. So it's not quite so simple. Um, yeah. The silver lining of rest and recovery. And, and then I was thinking also mentally like, okay, I recovered before and now I can come back even stronger. Did you ever mm-hmm. visualize about stronger than you were before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like taking a break or like when you can't do something, you realize like I might've taken that for, for granted, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like I have to go to practice. And then suddenly I was like, when can I practice? Like, oh, I just want to like wake up at 540 and practice. Like, <laughs> So it was like a little role reversal. Um, but that was, that was probably the most important part for me, honestly, was just like, it was kind of like a reminder of how much that I love it because it like, it's a long club season and it's a long summer. Like we train all summer, every day, like on the beach plyos, like there's different clinics throughout the summer. So that was, um, a good like check-in like, wow, I miss it. And I got to get back because we want to win. Amazing. Okay. So spoiler alert. 35 and 0, you win the national championship. Like you, you land that plane and, and it was an amazing season. It was so fun to watch and I got to be a part of it. It was really, really cool to, to cheer you on. And then you go on to your club season. And as you said, you know, you, so you won back to back open division 17 LA and 18 LA, right? Mm-hmm. So you go out on a super duper high. And then, you know, again, you mentioned you, you're, you knew you were going to get surgery or what, how did that process come about around making a decision? You've committed to go to Duke. You want to be able to walk in and contribute. Talk, walk us through, you know, how you decided to do that. So I sat out for 10 weeks during high school season and played high school season. But as I was playing, I was like, I still feel my knee. Like when I dive, like it'll just pop or something. And like, I was like, I don't think it's healed. So after winter break, I went and got another MRI and I was like, did it heal? I don't really remember what they said. They were like, well, you know, like the tear is there, but if you don't have any symptoms, you can play your club season. And I was like, I guess I don't have any symptoms other than the occasional little like, oh, hello, meniscus when I dive. Um, So we were like, let's just try and play and then afterwards we can evaluate like next steps or if maybe it would get better and go away completely because some people were like like it it should be better um and it was in a spot with good blood flow so it was supposed to kind of heal on its own um yeah but then we went through club season and it just like slowly kind of kept getting like a little more apparent that there was an issue so then afterwards we got the MRI and they were like yeah you can you're good for surgery um good yeah which was the right decision you feel like right yeah 100% and 
yeah it gave me a lot of confidence to know I mean it like sucks but it gave me confidence to know compared to when I sat out and I was like they tell me it's maybe healed but then they were also like there's a chance it doesn't heal so the surgery was like they did it we're good they sutured it up inside cut around the like torn edges like you're good to go so I think that that was good too because even when you're coming back from an injury sometimes like it doesn't feel quite right like things still hurt like muscles are like squeaky and things are like banging together it's like not like perfectly pain-free so just knowing that it like was healed and like that the pain was temporary was helpful for sure amazing so let's Mm -hmm. let's just take a little sidetrack but around because i know people would be curious about how you decided to go to duke you have a family Mm -hmm. that all went to stanford so how much pressure did you feel to follow in their footsteps? You're where, yeah, you're repping the, the, the sweatshirt right now. How much pressure yeah. did you feel to go that way? And why did you end up at Duke? I get this question a lot and <laughs> it's hard because there's not like one answer. Um, my family all went to Stanford, all loved their experience, great experience. Um, and they were all super supportive of me, like keeping my options open, like seeing where I wanted to go um kind of that sort of thing and so I was talking to different schools Stanford was definitely a top option for me and I really liked them I really liked the coach their program um and then I also really liked Duke and they had super great coaching staff um I I visited my freshman year and then again my senior year but I remember like loving the campus loving I didn't like how far it was from home but I liked that it was different and like I love Southern California I want to live here when I'm older so I was like it would be cool to experience a little bit of the east coast a little bit of the south um just like a little bit of a different vibe like the four seasons when I visited it was snowing everything was white and they're like it's like this for one week out of the year which is just enough for me to be happy without dying and missing the sun too much um so I like that switch up and then I met I knew a couple girls on the team and I'd met them like over zoom and they were so nice and I could tell how much they liked it and they loved their experience and they loved each other. And I was like, that kind of team culture was like super important to me. Um, and I could tell, I could like genuinely just feel how much that they loved their experience and they weren't faking it at all. And I was like, that's all that I like, that's what I want. Like the academics were there, the athletics were there. And then the culture, I like the people. Well, that, that's a great point. So for those listening that may be in the middle of recruiting and figuring out where they want to go, what what advice do you have to them on the, you know, you talked about fit with the athletes, you talked about, you know, liking the campus. What were the biggest factors that you considered when making a choice? Um, academics are always super important to me. That's like kind of a me thing. So that's personal. Um, but that was big. And then athletics, you want to like the program. And you're probably like calling the coaches a lot. And it's, I guess it's kind of hard to get a full feel for what they're like as a coach when you're just like on the phone with them because everything she's going to seem like nice and friendly. Um, but one thing yeah. I did was I DM'd a couple of girls on Instagram and was like, hey, like I'm really considering going to your school. Like, do you have a couple of minutes to talk? And I can ask you a couple of questions. And like, they were all super nice. And I think that was super helpful. And I only had to do that for like two schools because I'm lucky and I have older sisters who had a friend who played at Michigan. And like, I happen to know a lot of people in the volleyball world that go to the schools that I was looking at. 
but if you don't or if there's a school where you're like I don't know anyone and I just like have a couple questions that I want to ask a player I think that that's a really good helpful tool and like 90% of people are more than happy to explain because either they love it and they want you to come or maybe they don't love it and they're like you know yeah it has I think that's such a great yeah and and to get the real I mean because you're right the the coach of course is going to be cheerful and what and if they want you they're going to be putting their best face foot forward but to get a real insight like hey just give me your honest impression of your experience and what's happening and I think that's such a great tip I haven't even heard, thought of that like DMing somebody that is usually it's like oh you have to go through the coach and then the coach knows that you're talking to them but you know yeah everybody's on social like that's a great mm-hmm. idea I love that yeah awesome okay so then let's fast forward to getting to Duke and you know, you had this expectation of, you know, what it was going to feel like, you know, but you're, you've, you're eight weeks post op by then or so, six, Just eight about, weeks. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, another month where you're not going to play, but talk, talk about the transition to, to call even just as transitioning to college and period. And then um, as an athlete as well. So one thing that Duke does and a lot of schools do it, but not every school is they have us come to summer school. So I went June 27th. I was like the first of all my friends to go, but I was excited. I was like, you know, everyone kind of gets like excited to go to college. You have a month of summer with all your friends. And then it's like, okay, I just want to go. I want to like meet these people. I want to see this place. Um, so I went and it's a hard goodbye. It's tough. Like lugging all your stuff out. You're moving into a dorm with like people you have never met. Um, but it was fun and summer school is nice because you're in one class and it was like the general writing class that every Duke student has to take. It was all athletes. So you got to meet some mm. soccer girls, some baseball boys, some football boys, um, some basketball players. So it was like good socially to like meet everyone in kind of like a smaller controlled environment. And then every day the team would do like captain's practices since our coaches couldn't officially run practices. And obviously I couldn't, um, play in those which is tough but I could watch and I could like see them having fun and then I also got to go to rehab every day like five days a week for free which was really nice and work with like a great PT Drew who like I love um and Melissa our trainer so that was helpful I think a lot for me to like get that um constant attention and like be able to work out every day and do rehab every single day and then once you started playing, how would you compare the experience, you know, playing, you know, being the leader and being one of the co-captains as a senior to being a freshman? Um, was it a different experience or did you feel like you fit right in or how did it feel? Super different. I think it's hard coming in. I came in mid-season um, just because like the the timeline, I came in as fast as I could. Like once I got to Duke, my PT was like, it's four to six months. But I was, like, testing really well, like, past my, it's called a biodex test or whatever, kind of early. And they were like, okay, we got to give it a couple more weeks for the tissue to heal. Once you're good, you're good. But I kind of entered in, like, early September. And so they'd been playing for a couple weeks. And I don't know, you just, like, as a team, you develop a rhythm, you develop a lineup, you do all this stuff. And it was like, okay. Now I'm here and I can play and this is exciting, but like, I want to get back and I want to get back fast. So 
then again, it's trying not to be frustrated with yourself when things aren't clicking. And it's like nervous because it's like, yeah, like people are like, it's okay. Like, don't be embarrassed if you're playing bad. Like everyone knows that you're coming back from an injury, but it's like, you're still going to be embarrassed when like you swing at a ball and literally it doesn't hit any part of your arm because you have it jumped and like aren't jumping off the ground or, you know, just like certain things aren't going to go back. And it's like, not even embarrassing, but it's frustrating for yourself too, because like you remember like what it used to be like and all that stuff. Um, but everyone's super encouraging and I learned you got to be a little easier on yourself. So gave it some time and it came back fast and then you get right into the mix of things. Amazing. So yeah. the season went as you expected, better than expected, or like how as out of a 10, what would you give that season overall for you personally? The injury at the beginning was tough. Like it just, it was tough because then when I came back, I like really focused on my role as a right side and kind of neglect, not neglected my back row skills, but like not, I wish that I would have, I think if I'd been there all summer and I'd been playing more back row and stuff, it would have been easier to maybe play six rotations. Um, and it didn't turn out that way, but I grew to love my spot as a front row right side and like gave it everything that I got. And I think our season was good. I think our goal is to make it to the tournament um, for the upcoming season. Okay. So I think it was tough when it that didn't happen. You know, like it was just like you have high expectations. You have a lot of talent. Um, but I do feel like now our team is going to be super similar to what it was. And I feel like okay. we have a good understanding of each other. I have a way better understanding of the team and like the what we're capable of and like the roles that everyone can play. And so I'm really looking forward to the next season and having high hopes, high expectations. And is it, make it I assume a very different coaching style than what you had in high school or same or how Super would you compare and contrast? Super different. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, in high school, a lot of the pressure was not pressure, but the intensity was brought by the coach. And in college, there's a lot less of that. And like the, you're relied on to like motivate each other and yourself. Um, and in high school, like, I think ideally you have like a hybrid of both. Cause some people need other people to like instigate the pressure on them to keep them on their toes. And some people are already like trying their very hardest pushing themselves so hard on themselves and like don't need an extra force being like go harder you know so um it's interesting for me to like see both and play with both and just you'll learn how to adapt to both but I'm grateful both coaching staffs were very knowledgeable and kind of know what they're talking about and have good knowledge of the game so at the end of the day like the style doesn't I mean, it matters, but it doesn't really matter as long as they're like coaching to win and they know like what to say and how to do that. I remember with your 18 LA team, some of the people were upset meeting with them like further on in the season because they weren't getting Carrie. And that's what they said, Carrie Klein. They wanted her style because that's what they were used to. And Carrie said yep. for exactly that reason, she's like, I'm not going to coach this team this year because they need to learn how to be intrinsically driven because next year when they get to college, it isn't going to be so much about me, you know, or someone being down on them all the time, but how do you, if 
find it within yourself and work with your teammates to get to your best performance level, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And so it's super similar to what we had our 18s year where it's like, you got to find the drive in yourself. I do that in college and I, I appreciate that more. Like I'm already like trying so hard. <laughs> like it's nice to like, I don't know, to let that motivation kind of come from within. Um, but some of my teammates said, no, I want someone else pushing me, yelling at me when I don't do it, you know? So I don't know. Everybody's different. So what does the summer look like? So, I mean, you're probably heading back in a month then, right? Yeah. For summer school. Uh, yeah. Um, we go back July 1st and it'll be the same thing. Captain's practices, take a class. Um, no rehab, knock on wood, assuming <laughs> everything stays healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been going into the Marymount practices with the Marymount team yeah. and some of the Sunshine Clinics, um, which is so weird to be back in the gym and like be practicing with not my teammates. They're just like, be like a grandma and people are like, who are you? But <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and Carrie and Twan are the best for letting me, they let me crash every practice. And when I have to leave early, they'll help me like get a couple extra reps before I go. And then I've been playing a lot of beach. I played beach this morning and it's so fun. Like it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. So you were playing Wally McPeak's group? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tuesday there were two of us and it was like the first one and mo both me, I was like gassed and it was an hour and I was dying and the other girl was dying too. And she plays beach at LSU. So that was making me feel better because she is a beach player. And I was like embarrassed at how tired I was, but she was the exact same way. And then today we played with four people and it was like way better. We went for an hour and a half. So it was longer, but it was, it's so fun. And it was somehow way easier than it was the first day back. Um, but I right? really, yeah, really, really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Hang of it again and, and jumping yeah. in the sand and climbing your jump and all of that. And like jumping this high in the sand and uh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Um, oh, so exciting. So okay. So personal goals, personal goals for, for you as in your sophomore campaign, what do you, what do you, how do you set your goals for the year? Do you do that individually? Do you do that with a team or we, we'll set team goals that are like big we already kind of have our like team motto is like dancing in december like we want to make it to the tournament um but we'll probably get into more of like the specific team goals like we'll do like numbers we want to try and pass or like just general things like that um but we'll get to those like in August or in July, we've like briefly talked about them. We had our spring goals, but we haven't really like picked our fall goals yet. Um, and I think the team goals were, will slightly dictate what my individual goals are. Cause you like want them to work together, but not overlap too much. Um, but like right now this summer, I'm really trying to work on my defense and my passing um, and my serve. And then, my eye work so and we'll see. you write down your goals is that something that you have a practice of doing have you ever done that before or how does that manifest for you is it just something you have in your head or how does it what does it look like I've done it before um I in my notes app I have like weird really disorganized conglomerations of like different things and like even this summer I'm trying to like write down like every time that I like play volleyball just because like 
it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to look back and be like, wow, I did all of this. And then it kind of gives you like the confidence that you need to know that you can execute a skill. If you're like, I practiced crafting for an hour, five days a week for the seven weeks that I was home, like that, knowing that you did that and being able to look back at what you did, I think mentally like changes the game, which like physically you're still the exact same. It's like, yeah, you did the reps no matter what, but something about like knowing that you did it and realizing like what you've done prepares you and like reminds you of how capable you are and how much work you've put in so that you can't execute. You say competence builds confidence and the fact that you're building the competence the reps yes. and then they to validate it by writing it down i think that's such a great um, you know and the age-old example but it's true that kobe bryant would do two you know reps two uh, can, uh practices with the lakers and two on his own because he said i knew if i'd done the extra four then when i walk onto that court nobody can beat me and to have yeah. that confidence is probably the difference you know it, it might just be this much but if it's enough to to make you take that bigger swing when it really matters, when the match is on the line, right? That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. So fun. Well, I can't wait to follow along. I love uh, tracking everything and hope to actually get to see a match in person this year. Um, It's it's so fun to watch you play and, and get to follow along through your mom, of course, but let's pivot away from volleyball altogether. And just let me ask you what, what was your best experience at Duke and being a freshman in college? Like what was, if you could pinpoint, what was the highest high that you had this year? Oh my goodness. Um, I get asked that and there's like a couple of like funny answers, jokes along the way. Um, (laughs) Realistically, it was probably just like the new, completely new environment and like the new people. I think it really forced me to grow as a person and like step outside of my comfort zone and experience a lot of new things like it's just so drastically different and it's kind of like a fresh start and you get a chance to like meet so many cool people and develop so many cool relationships with friends with teachers with like mentors or it's just like I kind of like the new some people don't like new but it was just like I was just like awestruck by how incredible of a place it is um and then yeah there there were a lot of highs. It was a fun one. Good. Yeah. And what was your biggest learning opportunity? What what did what did you what was the biggest nugget that you're learning. like, okay, not gonna do that again? Or ooh, that that wasn't didn't go the way I thought it would. Or did you have any of those? Definitely had a lot of those. I'm trying to pick one. Can we like cut out of things about this one? <laughs> well and i think you're like your mom in that and i'm kind of this way too is that once it's done it's behind you and you don't focus on it so are are they are there are issues coming are things can you actually think of things or do you can you not even think of something no i couldn't think of anything but now i just yeah i i think i'm like learning to um not like do what I want when I want, but like more just like advocate for yourself and like you get to choose, you have a lot of freedom, like what you want to do with your time. Like if you don't want to do this, like do this. Or if you do want to do this, like make it a priority, go do it. Like don't care about like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if that made sense, but I think you learn. No, I totally like, it's more of a 
not following along, go, getting along to go along, but is this something that I truly want to participate in or whether you just yes. feel like, oh, I should do this because everybody else is because I'm a yeah. nice person, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like you have full control of your own time. And so if you do want to go get extra reps, like there's a gym right there, like okay. walk two minutes and go get extra reps. And if you don't want to feel like doing something, then like don't do it, you know? And like people's feelings like won't be hurt or whatever. Um, so yeah. that was cool. Awesome. Yay. Well, this has been so fun. So before I let you go, one last question that we always ask everyone, we end with this is how would you finish this sentence or thought? It can be a variety of thoughts if you want, but the best athletes I know do this. How would you finish that sentence? Hmm. <laughs> I just want to use the word it. They just do it. Whether it's like the mental work, <laughs> whether it's like the extra reps, like they just do it and they know they can and they just go after it and they just do it. Like they find a way, no matter what obstacles come. The best athletes I know, they do it. Um, and I think that's cool. It's probably not what you were looking for, but no, it works. It's, there it's isn't a right answer, which is what I love. Yeah. No, there isn't yeah. a right answer. I, I just think they find a way to get it done. And, you know, no matter what challenges come, they figure out a way to get it done and do it. Yes. And what I admire about you is, is your tenacity in it not always being easy. I mean, it's one thing to, it's like, again, never have any injuries and never, and just walk right in. And, but we all have adversity and we all mm -hmm. have things that get in our way. And when we decide it doesn't matter if it's 10, you know, 10 weeks, eight weeks now and 10 weeks later, like some people that would completely derail and they'd be like, well, I was going to play, but then this happened and that becomes their story. And what I hear you saying over and over is I'm looking forward and I'm focused on what it is I'm creating. And when you do mm -hmm. that, and if it means I got to do six months of PT, I'm doing six months of PT. If it means I got to get mm -hmm. in the gym all summer long. You know, some girls, I know when I played, some girls would show up to two a days and they hadn't trained all summer. And it would just be like, how could you not be working out? But not everybody yeah. has that mindset. Yeah. So having the killer mindset that you do, I really admire that about you. Thank you so much. It's very kind, especially Yay. coming from you of all people. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I know everybody will get so much out of this. So what I, I lied. I have one more question. Um, what would be your advice to any younger players coming up? What would you love to tell your 14, 15, 16 year old self? Um, I'm a big believer in getting the reps, getting the extra reps and putting in the work and then just not being too hard on yourself. Um, cause I think there is a lot of pressure and you want to be good, but if you know, you're doing everything you can just take a deep breath and don't go, don't be too hard on yourself. Like it's tough. It's tough to be an athlete. It's tough. You're either like, especially when you put yourself in challenging situations or you challenge yourself, like it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be going great. You're not always going to feel the most confident. Um, but just remember that if you've done the work, you've, done all that you can do and just at the end of the day like it'll be good as long as you're being a good teammate and giving everything you got it'll work out yay oh 
Thank you, Carrie. So lovely to spend time with you always. Go Blue Devils. We're going to be so fun tracking you and and seeing your continued success. Well, thank you so, so much for having me. (laughs) Uh, All parents listening, if you're enjoying this, please share, like, comment, text me questions. Give me comments, 503-319-2209, or DM me. Do the the, the more teen, you know, the mm-hmm. hip thing to do what the kids are doing at Kirsten Jones Coach, because we love to try new things, figure it out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. We fall down, we stand up and do it all over again. Thank you. Bye.